Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Bi-Weekly Geopolitical Report for June 12, 2023. I'm Phil Adler. For many years now, the need for oil has been a primary driver of foreign policy, not just for the United States, but for nations around the world. Oil, if you have it, you're golden, more or less. If you don't, you take steps, including conflict, colonization, and trade to assure you have enough. For the United States, a dominant dollar has in the past been a key tool to assure an adequate supply of oil. But Today, the energy landscape is changing. Confluence Chief Market Strategist Bill O'Grady joins us now to discuss how U.S. dollar policy seems to be changing as well and possible investment implications. Bill, refresh our memory. Why was it in the U.S. interest for oil to be priced around the world in dollars? Every nation in the world would like to price key commodities in their own currency. Under fiat money systems, pricing key commodities such as oil literally gives a nation the ability to print money for oil. The key to getting that power is that the receiving nation, the oil producer, has to want your currency more than other nations' currencies. With regards to oil, the U.S. struck a deal with Middle East oil producers. If you use the dollar for pricing oil and hold treasuries as the reserve asset, we'll provide you with security support. This arrangement, struck by Henry Kissinger and George Schultz in 1973, followed the Arab oil embargo tied to the Yom Kippur War. Over the years, the U.S. security commitment grew. It went from providing arms to liberating Kuwait from the Iraqis. The rest of the world had to acquire dollars in order to buy oil, which meant that the U.S. will tend to run trade deficits. So in effect, we have created conditions where the world trades goods and services for dollars, which we print. So since the United States was an importer of oil, we needed a strong dollar to increase our buying power, and we were willing to take on the expensive task of maintaining security in the Middle East as a trade-off? Well, sort of. A more precise way of thinking about it is that in classic trade theory, a nation buys imports by providing exports. The U.S. is exempt from this rule because we provide the reserve currency. In reality, oil exporters want a strong dollar because it gives them more buying power. When the dollar's weak, oil producers have an incentive to try to boost prices by limiting supply in order to preserve their buying power. A strong dollar leads to the opposite effect. Gary Thayer, a former colleague of mine, pointed out to me early in my career as an oil futures analyst that OPEC tended to cheat on production limits when the dollar was strong, but cartel discipline improved when the dollar was weak. That's because the benefit of getting dollars rises as the dollar strengthens, thus leading to overproduction by the OPEC cartel. What impact, Bill, did the strong dollar policy have on all the oil importing countries around the world? Well, there are two factors to consider. Because of the dollar's universal appeal, foreign nations often find it attractive to issue debt denominated in dollars. The interest rate is usually lower because the dollar denomination makes the debt attractive to foreign investors. Of course, this decision carries risk in that the foreign nation can't print dollars, so a rising dollar makes debt service costs rise. But as we noted in the last question, a stronger dollar tends to lead to more oil supply. So for a nation that is an oil importer that issues debt in dollars, when the dollar appreciates, debt service costs rise, but usually the cost of oil declined. So let me get this straight. For many years, it was a rule. When the price of oil rose, the dollar declined. 
How did this scenario support oil demand and ease the pain somewhat for these oil importing countries? That's correct, Phil. There was this tendency in markets where the stronger dollar made debt service costs rise, but was offset by lower oil prices. So for the oil importing nations that were also issuing debt denominated in dollars, relative difference matters. In other words, is the benefit of lower oil prices greater or lesser than the cost of rising debt service? Bill, you recently began to suspect that U.S. dollar policy was changing. What led you to take a closer look? Well, when you do open source intelligence, you start with a country's vital interests and constraints. In other words, what does a nation have to do in order to function, and what are the constraints in meeting those needs? In 1973, the U.S. made a deal with the oil-exporting nations of the Middle East because the U.S. was becoming increasingly dependent on foreign oil. U.S. oil production peaked in 1970, but demand continued to rise. So as you noted in your intro, the U.S. needed to secure Middle East oil. Most of the time, interests and constraints don't change much. And so when a vital interest is threatened, I expect a response. Now, as we noted in our Petrowan report earlier this year, China and the Saudis were preparing to trade oil in Yuan. What was surprising was there was no response from Washington. In the past, arrangements such as this would have triggered a reaction from the U.S., and there just simply wasn't any. And so, we started to look into it. Now, one of the features that drives the dollar's exchange rate is the terms of trade, which is simply the ratio of import and export prices. When your export prices rise faster than your import prices, your terms of trade improve. If you overlay the terms of trade to the relative direction of the dollar, when the terms of trade improve, the dollar appreciates. Since 2015, when the shale revolution was in full swing, U.S. net exports for oil turned positive. Now, that doesn't mean we don't import a good bit of oil, but it's the heavy sour grade which our refineries optimize for. Shale oil is light and sweet, which is more attractive to foreign refiners. But if you take the totality of liquid petroleum, the U.S. exports more than it imports. That means that the U.S. terms of trade tend to improve when oil prices rise, and if U.S. terms of trade rise, the dollar tends to appreciate. Well, the key to all this seems to be that the United States is no longer an oil importer. Can you go into that a little bit more, Bill, how and why this happened? Well, it's all about shale oil. It is very notable that in the history of oil, there have been various periods where it appeared the world was running out of oil. Those predictions have generally been thwarted either because the industry discovers new oil fields or technology changes to open up areas that were previously not economically feasible. Now, in reality, these factors go hand in hand. For example, deep water offshore fields couldn't get tapped until the technology emerged to exploit them. On the other hand, shale oil in the U.S. has tapped oil fields that were long thought to be depleted. That's because there was oil still in the ground, but it was in shale deposits, which were impossible to crack using conventional drilling methods. But using horizontal drilling and fracking technology opened up these oil fields to exploitation. Does all this mean that some of the economic rules are changing that now, when the price of oil rises, the dollar rises as well? That's precisely correct. Doesn't this new relationship between oil and the dollar put all the oil importing countries around the world, including many U.S. allies, in a tough position? It does. We are now in a world where higher oil prices and a stronger dollar occur, which has the potential to increase debt servicing costs and the cost of energy. 
So by allowing the dollar to become less prominent, by allowing foreign nations to pay for oil in their own currencies, the United States is, in fact, promoting stability in many countries and helping to achieve its own foreign policy goals. Now, it seems so. You have to always be careful not to run afoul of Hanlon's razor, which says that one should never attribute to malice what can be adequately explained by stupidity. In other words, it may be that the Biden administration is just not paying attention, but I don't really think that's the case. I suspect the White House is becoming less militant on dollar pricing of oil because it recognizes conditions have changed. What's the potential impact, Bill, on oil exporting countries? Well, that's the second element of this mystery. For Saudi Arabia, taking yuan for oil probably makes some sense. China likes to do infrastructure projects, and the leader of Saudi Arabia has big plans in place. But it isn't universal. We note that Russia and India have had issues. Russia has accumulated rupees that it can't easily do anything with. There are limited goods Russia wants to import from India, and India has capital controls in place, making it hard to recycle the currency into Indian financial markets. The dollar treasury reserve system works not because the U.S. necessarily imposed it, but because the rest of the world generally likes it, and the U.S. has, at least so far, been willing to live with the negative consequences. Using anything else is a bit of a step down in convenience or liquidity. Is this a scenario that could be reversed easily? My biggest worry is that the shale revolution won't last much longer. Already outside the Permian Basin, other fields are in rapid decline. We note the U.S. hasn't dramatically increased oil production despite attractive prices. If it turns out this oil independence isn't long-lived, the U.S. could find itself needing to import oil at a time where oil exporters may not be all that comfortable accepting dollars. Bill, does this looser defense of the dollar favor investments in Europe and countries that are oil importers. Favor is probably too strong a word, but it does relieve some of the pressure that would be otherwise in place. Could gold prices be impacted? They might. The oil importing nations won't accept all foreign currencies, and if the concern about dollar reserves being unsafe exists, gold would benefit. But this particular issue is probably more neutral for gold in the long run. On the other hand, anything that undermines dollar hegemony probably makes gold more attractive. Finally, what's the possible impact on oil prices? Well, I think it's modestly bullish. If China can buy oil in its own currency, we would expect that benefit to boost demand. But since this benefit will probably not be widespread, the overall impact is probably less than meets the eye. Thank you, Bill. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. Opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our audio engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler.